Hello and welcome to my podcast. I'm Jeff Bender and this is Knee Deep, Episode 7. I appreciate you joining me today and welcome your feedback at my website, jeffmbender.com. Don't forget the M is in more, please. This episode is called When Orange Comes Knocking. No color in the rainbow invades our existence with such totality as orange does at Halloween. Other holidays parade multiple colors around, mixing and matching them according to whatever trends are hot. But ask someone what color they think of at Halloween and orange will be the undisputed and solitary champion. Poets tend to stay away from using orange because no word in the English language rhymes with it. There are some close fits, slant rhymes they are called, words like twinge or cringe, but even a first grader will tell you those words don't really rhyme with orange. Revolutionaries and trick-or-treaters will argue that the word storage comes close to matching orange's polished sound, but they are wrong. Storage is missing the soft N that allows the syllables of our favorite Halloween color to move smoothly up to your doorstep and ring the bell without you knowing it. I challenge you to try to practice saying it once or twice right now. Go ahead, say orange, orange, orange. You must admit the phonetics are very pleasant and good-natured and so smooth that a kind of peace comes over you when you say it. During your pronunciation, You may have found yourself wanting to lean over and kiss your spouse and say something comforting like, Hey, I'm headed to bed now, my love. Orange. Then your husband or wife might look up and say, I'll be along shortly, dear. Orange you too. This one word, this warm color extraordinaire, seems so affable, in fact, that it's difficult to imagine it not rhyming with something but that's not to be. Occasionally, we have all felt a bit of empathy for the single life that Orange is living and hope that an urban poet will coin a new word that Orange can have a rhyming relationship with. Perhaps it'll be a word like nephroinge that will emerge out of an ancient Aesop's fable and make its way back into popular use. Unfortunately, Orange stands out there alone, sadly, unable to find a home in any current poem, leaving us wonder whether there may be something sinister lurking in its past, something we're not supposed to know. According to Google, there is one word, sporange, which rhymes with orange. Sporange is an archaic botanical term for a sack where spores are made and refers to asexual reproduction in ferns. But using sporange in polite company this time of year would be rude simply because everyone would think you meant to say orange. They'd wonder why you aren't using orange on a regular basis when it's the essential word of this season. Why are you using sporange right now and not supplementing the spirit of fall with the real essence, the sentry guardian of the entire fall season? Orange! Last week I received a package I'd been waiting for a set of micro-talkies which allows me to eavesdrop in on conversations anywhere in the continental United States, excluding Hawaii and Alaska. 
You, my loyal listeners, may think that my device is a phony just because it came when I sent in a thousand box tops of plain cottage cheese labels. It was shaky reception at best, but amazingly, I was able to pick up on some very disturbing sporange gossip out of Plainston, Oklahoma. As we listen in, Bernice, who runs the knickknack shop by the ice cream parlor in Plainston, sits down for coffee with their longtime friend, Gladys. They are meeting to talk over the goings-on like they always do on the last Thursday of the month before Halloween. I just love your sporing pumpkin sweater, Bernice begins, grabbing Gladys's arm to feel the fabric. It's so soft and cute as a button. Where'd you get it? Oh, go on, Bernice flusters. You know, I saw that in a display window at the Center for Ferns with a Cause. Imagine the luck. They were running a special on sporanges. And I says to myself, I says, Bernice, that sporange sweater has your name written all over it. Oh, honey, it's a must-have, Gladys exclaims, gulping her, her tea. We've been supporting the Sporange Botanical Center for years. They do so much good for the community, Bernice adds. Yes, they do. And you know, my late husband, Wilbur, God rest his soul, played the tuba for their annual fundraiser, Spores Galore. And that's when the static kicked in and my micro-talkies lost connection to Bernice and Gladys. For a moment, as their voices faded, I thought I heard Wilbur's tuba in the background, and it had an eerie ring to it, a far-off howl of abandonment and loneliness. I envisioned Bernice and Gladys sitting at a counter in a barely lit nightmarish cafe on the other side of Plainston, where the streetlights flicker. They were looking nowhere, not even at each other, sipping their sporange tea as if posed in Edward Hopper's Nighthawks. I took off my headsets, placed them aside, and drew a long, deep breath. I felt my own heartbeat and tried to calm down. I remember it was, after all, just a word we use at Halloween. Why would anything want to rhyme with it? Orange. Orange. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the podcast. Please subscribe so you'll receive notifications for future episodes. I look forward to wading in knee deep with you next week.